connected and then it kept going and it's awesome. And there's a Zoom room that I'll be plugging into in just a minute. People have new work. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm making friends with these Glasgowians. I sent Andy some poems this week and he like read them and it helped me make a title. And I was just like, I'm feeling so strangely supported in these COVID times. Like I've never felt this supported actually by a huge group of people that I don't like know or see in public. It's weird. It's weird. It's cool. So we're going to be right back here with the poetry reading. And really, I've like, I feel like I'm starting to get to know people on the, anyways, I really like people's work. I don't know if Jane's in here today. Uh, and there was a menopause poem last week that just blew my mind. I was like, oh, she gets it. It's cool. Okay, we'll be right back with uh, poetry. Wednesday. Welcome. If it's your first time, I know there are a lot of names that I haven't seen before in in at the event, and also new friends. Um, and yeah, Pam, it's like oh, also to the new to anybody who's new, we are also broadcasting simultaneously on a pirate radio station in San Francisco called Mutiny Radio. So, just FYI, your voice, if you read, will be being transmitted transatlantically so that's that yay to the <laughs> um, whole world yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so without uh well hold on a second i'm looking our first reader is rose but she doesn't appear to be here so i see that fiona is here and i have unmuted you darling all right, so, um, oh, here comes Rose. We'll put her on after you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just let her in. Um, right. So take away. Okay, well, it was interesting that Pam just mentioned menopause. I have a menopause poem, too. Yay! First one. <laughs> uh, and it's it's in the uh, Scots as well. So um, your San Francisco listeners are going to hear our, our local dialect, which is the northeast of Scotland. They don't speak like that in Glasgow. Anyway, it's the first one. So it's called The Change. You're on the turn. Really? I'm the milk gun sewer. You're gone off the bile. Since fan, I'm the kettle knocked off the hob. But that's what folks say. When you're a middle-aged wifey, if I was getting past her best, nice if you can't have bims. They dinner warn you who it starts this menopause. You greet the advert for adverts for soup because they've got a bonny song. You lost the rag at other fields for shouldn't have be on the road. You think you're the best driver. They've no business in a license. You still get your time of the month or a visit for you free or the reed flags are out and other gaped gormless saws. I've got spots, and I'm hour 40. My belly swollen out like a barrage balloon, and I can't pass a sweetie aisle, or hand myself with fish and chips. I've scoffed like a pile of gulsh, I've near got myself sick. I darn I set on the scales, in case they give me a flank. Then when it comes, it's no joke. The pain's worse than when I was weak. 
chocolate and codeine's only cures when my intimers are bloody sair. And fight trash, I can't aware, cause nae doubt there'll be a flood. And afore you say it, I canna. No, I winna, I dinna wear tampons. My mother I said yon was chancy, putting things up your private parts. But if you forget and get poisoned, or if it fa's out and maks a sorter, and if periods are nae bad enough, your central heating's on full blast when it's freezing cold outside, and you're not a fan to queer the heat or the merciless hot flushes that strike you with warning, saying you hit a strip and fling a thing in the empty washing machine. Tweet cans fit folk would think when I, that that's when I parade about my house, knack it like a newborn bairn, just sign I can call doon. With this furnace for my hormones that men never seem to get. And while we're on the subject, be off a glade, you loons, it does not come to you. But if your lass is I complaining, being our head tearful and garning, just mind you cut, canny, eat weed and calm and sweet. Here a box of milk tray and a king-size bottle of Baileys when she wants to boil your head, because it's a change of life. And nothing stops it unless you tack hormone peels. But yon's just as bad, but in uncle chemicals in your bleed, you'll end up hoping and praying you were dead. Oh, and come the time when it's our hour, when my ovaries gee up the ghost, and finally let me be, I'll have peace at last via that nonsense. Nay, mere gloom and dowy feelings that you might be ganach for your heed. Just enjoy all age, and then you can be. A recht senile delinquent, an albism indeed. That's the first one. <laughs> right. Um, I decided I'm just going to, like, I'm running out of poems. I'm going to write new because we've started a new challenge that then, then I didn't care if you're involved with the new challenge or no. But here we go. Um, oh, yes. This one is actually about neurodiversity. Um, and it is a very personal poem. So it's Pink Like Your Brain, which was one of the prompts from um, the SCAP prompt. Pin, I will invite you, don't worry. Anyway, Pink Like Your Brain. I often thought and said it aloud, my brain's not wired right. Why did I get bullied? Why did I end up in a constant conflict with people my own age? Why couldn't I fit in? What was wrong with me? So many years thinking I was not quite in the pink. Funny, because I like pink. And not just petal, but fuchsia, magenta, pastel, flesh. Add more blue, and it goes more violet, purple. I was always interested in those bold colours. Pink used to be a boy's colour. Medieval artists pictured the sons of royalty in rose attire, because it was a pale imitation of red. Red! Red for blood, for male, for lust, for warrior. Never associated with a fragile female kind. Even a rose was masculine. Did I ever tell you I was a tomboy in my youth? I played football with the boys. Loved cars, Lego, mechanics. Daddy's girl, me. I still love cars, Lego, and making things. Want to know what makes things tick, even if my attempts are somewhat cack-handed. Now I know. There is nothing wrong with my brain. It's healthy and pink inside, just differently wired. 
would flash bright, creative light on a PET scan. It feels more, it gives out more, just as a job keeping the inside out. Right, and then a very short one to finish. Um, I read this at our Aberdeen open mic just last week, so Finn, you've heard it before, but um, this was the um, as a weapon prompt from Escape Roll. And this is Sweet Revenge, and it is a true story. Kindness as a weapon is like feeding a slug a lettuce leaf and then pouring salt on it. The good book says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. But few folk know it also says, and in so doing, you may pour coals of fire on their heads. So if the big man says, kill him with kindness, have a go. My nemesis at a party waltzed round the whole room to avoid me. Then a young friend pointed out I was behind him. Forced talk to me. You could see the venom in his eyes. I fed the slug. False pity, false concern, offered artificial platitudes. To all listening, I sounded so nice. He was curling up with rage as the salt bit the black sludgy exterior. And I continued pouring on niceties with a mask of friendliness. It was glorious. No need for fists, just beatific smiles, rehearsed encouragement. That day I stood and fought my ground with blades of soft words which were sharp as stilettos. Revenge is sweet when served after a delay, as sweet as honey dripping from false lips. Hunter hunted, the slug slugged, Unable to cope with such decency, which he never gave. Ha! I win! And the slug slithered back under its rock, and I basked in the delight of divinely sanctioned punishment. I love Fiona! Yay! <laughs> that was Ooh. very Plutonian. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Bit of fun. Yeah, exactly. The wild Pluto's. Um, thank you so much, Fiona. Uh, I'm so yeah. I'm I'm imagining that the San Franciscans are like, ah, what is she saying? <laughs> we need subtitles. Um, I wonder if Zoom has that function. Anyways, I don't know. <laughs> Thanks so much. I would be interesting live. Um, mm. to try to yeah. Anyways, um, okay. So I think Rose. Mute yourself, Erin. Hello, yes. So I can't hear you. We can hear you. I always forget to unmute myself. Um, so hi, welcome. And now you are here. Hey. Hi. How are you? Hello. This is everybody. Everybody, this, this is Rose. Well, not even my bedroom. This is my flatmate's bedroom. I stole his room because his bed is a lot nicer than mine. Oh, right on. <laughs> I wonder what that... <laughs> Listen. Right. No comment. No comment. <laughs> he has a double mattress. I have a single bed, which has lots of springs in. Okay? I'm making the most of a bad situation. Right on. Okay, we'll take it away. Um, sorry, um, how many minutes do I have? I don't want to run over. Like seven. Oh, 
Yeah. That is more than I expected. Right. Let's go. Um, we'll, we'll start with a sad one so we can go up from there. Um, I've been trying to write poems, not really, not really caring if they're good or not, but just rather if I personally get something out of it. So um, this is Mother. A way to deal with pain caused by another is to write them a letter, one that they will never read. But as a poet, pain is currency, so instead I present a poem in lieu of a letter. Like the letter that will never be read, the poem is not to be published. I will not submit it anywhere, and it shall exist for me and me alone. Ironic, I know. I like you to know that I think you're a good person, Mum. You're a nice person, Mum. You're a nice mother, Mum, but... I don't want you to know that I don't think you are a good mother, Mum. I'd like you to know that, while for most people it could be worse, it's just a platitude, but for me, I can feel the intended warmth because when I show you the wounds you inflicted, you acknowledge them in instead of trying to tell me they don't exist. And I appreciate it, I do, but I don't know if that's enough for either me or for you. But although the bruise is still full blue, I'd like you to know that, nevertheless, I still love you. And that was the first one. Um, this next one. I don't know how much... Um, it's one of those poems that makes sense to me, but I don't know how understandable it is for anyone else. Um, this is just simply titled Georgia. I saw you in my sleep yesterday. Not you exactly, but the memory of you. It's been a while since you came to visit. Dare I say I forgot? In the same dream, my landlord stole the walls of my house, and when I rung her, she apologised and put them back as if nothing had happened at all. I don't know what this is supposed to mean. And then a more traditional, in some ways, and yet not, I have written a sonnet, which um, I very cleverly titled Sonnet. <laughs> my homework was to write a sonnet, but I couldn't get the words to fit in the right places, the rhyme stuck out at awkward angles, and I still don't understand I ams. They're like syllables, but not really. The rhythm should sound like a beating heart, at least that's what my teacher said, but I feel like he was just making it all up. The mood should shift in the second stanza, but then again, I was supposed to write an iambic pentameter. Oh, well, maybe I can't write sonnets like Shakespeare, but I've got 14 lines, so that will do, and it ends on a rhyming couplet, too. Thank you. Those were the ones I'd originally planned, but now I realise. I have a lot more time than I thought. Is there anything... Do, 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 do. I'll read an old one I did, and then a very short tanker, just basically a haiku, but slightly longer, since... Um, uh, menopause was mentioned and I have a poem about menstruation and it's very disgusting Yay. and it will either get me booted or I don't know a bit of admiration for reading something so hard we'll, we'll stick we'll go with the nice one first it's um, a very old poem I wrote and it's a bit cliche but I think it's quite sweet so this is sea glass when glass is discarded besmirched and tarnished helping hands will carry the shards to the ocean's bed but not to be laid down to rest Indignant waves will strip its layers and salt will scrape its surface, and before the rage is soothed, it will first worsen. You are thrown away, presume never again to see the light of day, but look now at your soft plains of frosted glow, such progress from all those years ago. 
Take these cliches, a well-loved pair of shoes, wear them like armor and remember, the sky will always clear after a raging monsoon. The guitar with a broken string can still carry just as beautiful a tune. To get a butterfly, you need to first emerge from a cocoon. Like shattered glass left at bay. Don't worry, you're gonna be okay. And then for my final one, um, this is Cherry Cocktail, and that's all I'll say about that. Sweet, sweet cherry clots bleeding into milky white, sticky like honey, and stains lips of fine wine red. Come on, dear, bottoms up. Thank you for having me. That's, that's it. Oh, also, I may as well plug myself. I'm on Twitter, at Rose Ramsden, R-A-M-S-D-E-N. Follow me if you like me, or if not, you know, it'd be cool to get a block list. But thank you for having me. <laughs> um, actually, if you want to put your um, your handle in the chat, then everybody... Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we'll follow you on our Twitter, too. And then you follow us back, and then everybody can see you. <laughs> and okay. actually, I should probably do this, too. I'll, um, this is our Twitter... I'm not sure if I plugged that before. Did I, Andy? I don't At remember. I don't, I don't think so. Um, anyways, Andy's here. Hi, Andy. Hi. <laughs> um, I, yeah, so I like I said before, I, I got to rush off because my job sucks. Well, it doesn't suck, but sometimes it sucks because they plan me. Um, but I need to keep it, obviously. So I have to go. Um, I'm but I'm really, I'm glad to see you all. I wish I could stay and I would rather do this, obviously. Um, but anyways, I'm gonna leave it to Andy and then I'll see you guys all next week. Um, oh, Aaron. Yeah. Um, so next next week, next Wednesday, um, it's my birthday. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah, so we'll be doing <laughs> this on my birthday. So. Of course you're a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual Sorry, I'm an Aquarius, so I have an air sign. We love all right, sweet, yeah. What? Oh my God, Pam is a Libra, so that means we have all the air signs represented because I'm an Aquarius. That is so. That's awesome. crazy. This is like the air sign poetry. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, thanks so much, and oh my God, I totally want to see what you're doing, AJ. Like I'm like ah, but I should. But if I stay, I'm just gonna like do the whole two hours and probably start drinking wine, and I can't do that. So, <laughs> alright. Um, okay, hold on. Let me. Give it to. Oh no! How is this? Transferring more? the power. Well, I I'm gonna mute myself and then it'll hand off to Andy. Cool. Bye, Aaron. Thank you. Cool. So, I think Aaron's still talking. It's Flavius next. Ah, okay, cool. Flavius is the person who is next. Hey, can you hear me now? Yeah. So, I hope everything is all right. I hope you're all well, healthy, and in touch with the world right now, because there's so many things going on. Today, I want to present you two different poems, a rather short one and a long one. But bear in mind that short for me means long and long means three pages. The first one, 
how would I put this? Maybe it has a couple of trigger warnings in the. There's a dictator in the. Um, there's a terrible historical event mentioned. There's the R war, rapist. So probably hold your pants, hold your skirts, hold your machos. It's gonna get a bit political. So I'm tired of tags and labels put mercilessly upon human beings, effortlessly by those on the right wing. Don't they realize that labels are mere fables, fabricated in the shape of fences, elaborated in the shadow of shame that ignites with a flame the necessity to commence to build a defense in the face of such an immense offense. I just see faces in the human oasis. So fuck fascist cases and fuck racist spaces because Hitler was a rapist. He's fooled humanity on a statist basis, born in a kind of hatred that could be traced millennia ago that filled different people with woe. And the Holocaust was one of the most painful tragedies humans could ever undergo. It is shameful that we ought to suffer by the hands of people that are hateful. And it makes me lose my faith in humanity. It makes me lose my sanity. For there are so many tyrants guided by vanity. It is painful to witness the rise of inanity accompanied by the flourishing in humanity of these acts which are slowly becoming part of humanity. This is where we draw the line and build our anti-fascist shrine to reach cloud nine by flying over the ninth skyline, bringing people together against those who possess no intent to resent in the visage of oppression. In the same way, we're not going to prevent the violence against the violent. We will never again stay silent, for we weren't born to be quiet. We were born with rising firsts above the mist that engulfs our wrists and persists in expressing the gifts of organized trysts between socialists and socialists of different yet similar ideologies based on similar yet different philosophies foreseeing the perishment of atrocity. All these are ultimately based on Diogenes, Plato, Aristotle, and Socrates. Take the dove, and by the sake of love, shove it above the mist, because now the symbols of peace have become the symbols of war in the streets. So that's about it. The first poem. It was kind of written some time ago, but it goes in tune with the things that are going on in the US right now, with all this police brutality thing and cases that, you know, right now are on the spotlight, like the George Floyd case, but it's not something that happened. Has it gone for everyone else as well? Once. Oh, he's back. Oh, yeah, he's something. Back. Am I gone? No, you're back now. You're back. Okay. So the second poem is about art. Wait. 
Am I gone? Yeah. It says my connection is unstable. So I don't know if you can hear me right now. Yeah, we can. I'm live. Okay. I'm live, live, live and alive. So yeah, as I, as I was saying, this is an ode to art in general. It starts with uh, naming two of my favorite rappers and goes on, you know, expressing all I think about art. And it's kind of a way I use to try to encourage people to live through art. Tupac and Quelly, rappers with consciousness, with lyrics that are flawless but never flawless. I admire their inner fire, which roars higher and higher with, lyric, with each lyrical fire. Mountains of molten lava, magma and flow, igniting the passion with, with the oppressor, which the oppressor ought to behold. Songs like immersive poems sang out from their cow's mouth, inspired by immortal muses, living within their fresh flesh. They are modern prophets who forgot about religious profit, just to provide for the middle and low class a source of alignment, which echoes through generations, travels through natural borders and artificial lines drawn on the sand by these preposterous nations. Art is immortal. Artists write, paint, sing, and play through portals guided by fantastic creatures living within their imaginary features, chaining thoughts and feelings on paper and canvases on the, on the air, with ink, paint, or sound coming from their minds, hands, and mouth. Art is forging one's own path. Artists paint roads to imaginary lands. They create their own fate, paying less attention to faith that bends the will and twists the mind to propagate the seeding fabric of lies. Artists ought to be guardians of sense, reason, and emotion till the end. Art lives in every living, unliving, dead, and undead thing. The universe is but a song in which we all have notes. Nothing is being orchestrated by any higher being, though. We are the baker, and at the same time, the doll. Open your mind, release the light from your eyes, release the darkness from the darkest corners of your ivory school. Waters flowing through the matrix, basics learned by walking like babies, late tricks played with high risk on human cases, mounted upon one upon the other like clay bricks, we build our faith in blissful life day trips on a path to become fully gay beings, sending happiness beams, gay wings mounted upon gay limbs, gray rings forging the light of paintings, take flight, bird being. You must be crowned queen and king of the universal sheen. Strings in emotion, in motion, emitting sound bliss from each of our human vials. Life is like any other school trip. The purpose is acquiring bookship. Yet in this case, it is prime to understand that the mind, 
is not a primitive maze in which to get lost and never return again. This case is about learning from bliss and from pain, living with disdain, walking with imaginary feet while listening to our imaginary beats, reproduced while we are reasoning. In life, the journey is a zillion times more important in matters of education, creation and communication than the isolation caused by the liberation of the destination. That's it. That's, that's all I have to we say. You are the baker and also the dough. No more shocks. Thank, thank you, you Flavius. Th thank you. Mm, thank you all. So, I think up next we have Fiona Jane Brown. Andy, I did my slot at the start. Right, yeah, so this is what I was thinking, because um, the, the lineup I've got. Yeah, sweet. Okay, cool. We'll, um, we'll move on to AJ. Sorry, I was, uh, I double booked myself. I ended up doing another event quickly before I, um, before I came on here. Uh, cool. I'm going to switch to AJ. Hi, so can everyone hear me? Yes. Yes. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so the makeup thing um, is simply because I was at a, a live stream earlier this afternoon on what's called CV Dazzle makeup, which is make which is using sort of makeup or face paint to confuse facial recognition uh, cameras, and there was a, a, a participatory element to the stream. Um, that's not actually got anything to do with the poem. I just, it took me a while to do this and I didn't fancy taking it off. Um, so the poem I'm actually gonna do tonight is, I was um, interested to learn this week. I, I knew about George Floyd's death, but I didn't know until um, a couple of nights ago, the actual offense that the officer who killed him um, seemed to think was worth doing what he did. Um, and that offense was uh, trying to pass a counterfeit $20 bill and in, in Minnesota. And that reminded me of something that happened in Minnesota a few years ago, where a, um, where a financial transaction was put in as evidence. Um, and in the case of C.C. McDonald, uh, a black trans woman who defended herself against a racist transphobic attack. Um, the financial transaction question was a check that bounced, which was held by the judge at one of the pre-trial hearings to be a legitimate thing to consider in evidence when there were other more salient facts about uh, her attackers that were not allowed to be considered in evidence. So this is letter to a Minnesota prison. Your check bounced, CC. That was held against you. 
They said it showed the content of your character. They never said a word about the swastika tattooed on the body of the man they say you murdered, or the fact he yelled, go back to Africa, though you were as American as he was. They talked about your check and not the one King tried to cash in Washington, dated 7476, that said, all men created equal. In school, they say, for man, read people. But we know that isn't true. For man, read white. For man, read male assigned at birth and happy to be so. For man, read Thomas Jefferson, fathering children on his slaves. For man, read Hoover, closeted, obsessed with sin and plague. For man, read Ronald Reagan. For man, read James Earl Ray. For man, read us in killer's eyes. The eyes of those who beat Crane Conaway to death, who shot Deone Jones, who gagged Rosita Hidalgo, stabbed her body, slit her throat, who shot Coco Williams, who shot Terrell Jackson, who shot Paige Clay in the face, who shot Brandy Martell, who burned Lorena Escalera's house down, choking her with smoke who shot Tracy Johnson again and again, who stabbed Tiffany Gooden again and again, who shot Deja Jones, who shot Kendall Hampton, who put a gun to Kyra Cordova's head and pulled the trigger. American eyes looked down those barrels. American lives flashed by in the light of those blades. These are only the murders in 2012. These are just the American names, and they are black names and Latino names, the kind we whites turn down when they are written on CVs, that we insist will need ID when passing checks, which if they bounce, prove criminality, the willingness cold-bloodedly to kill a man. White names can get away with murder. Look at Zimmerman. They say he was frightened. But what about you? They say he was threatened. Weren't you threatened too? He carried a gun and you only had scissors, but they read him as white and he wasn't transitioning and so occupied a much safer position in the hierarchy they say isn't there. White, straight and cis beats black, trans and queer. They said all men created equal. They told us for men read people, but we were read wrong when we came into this world. Black or white name, they branded boy on us. To be named is to be destroyed, to be entered in the register of births, to be erased. We spend our lives like Virginia, dragging around our colonial names, the names in the murder reports, the obituaries. That day in the car when I could barely breathe, I gasped to my ex as she drove me to hospital make sure they use the right words at my funeral. Did you think that, Cece, when you were attacked? When the truth of who we are conflicts with their facts, their records, their papers, their burden of proof falls on us, and we can't testify when we're dead. It's a double bind. Die and your corpse gets misgendered. Fight back and be sentenced for having defended your life. We aren't the ones stand your ground laws intend to protect. They expect us to dutifully beat a retreat from abuse. Blessed, they say, are the meek. But how many times, Cece, did you turn the other cheek? How many times can we just walk away, avoid causing trouble, keep playing it safe till we finally decide that we just cannot take it? You didn't attack. 
you talked back, remonstrated, and in taking that act, CC, you demonstrated what they hate most of all, calm and reasoned defiance, satyagraha, soul, they met with violence, as they did in Birmingham, Selma, and Memphis. It's true you fought back, that you offered resistance, but comfy white cis folks who have, who style themselves pacifists, have no clue what the stakes are. The gunshots which kill us are silence. You fought. Who wouldn't, in fear of their life? And you won. That's why they hate you, CC. You survive. Uh. Cecil McDonald was released from St. Cloud Prison in Minnesota a couple of years after that case was brought to trial, but it took the efforts of a lot of activists all over the world, including Laverne Cox from uh, Orange is the New Black and other things uh, to help get her released. Um, Laverne Cox did a really good documentary called Free CC about the case. Um, thank you for your time. Uh, amazing. Black Lives Matter and um, Yay, looking forward to hearing everyone else's stuff. Thank you. Yes. Bye. Thank you, AJ. Mm -hmm. I really don't know what else to say apart from thank you. Like... I'm just going to move on. Um, okay, so up next we have Finn, who I've been waiting to hear from for a, a little while now. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. Okay, hear me now? Yeah. Good, good, good. Hi, everybody. You're going to hear something different tonight, and this difference is uh, it's a long poem. It's one that I have only written one verse of. It's what I call a living poem. I've got people uh, invited and volunteered from literally all over the world, from uh, Vancouver, California, Pam, and... Uh, Melbourne, I'm waiting for Singapore and Dubai to come on board. And it's a simple thing, as I write a verse, someone takes one word from, my, from the last line of my verse, incorporate it into the first line in their verse. The only rule, it can be any, about anything, be as long as you like. Some of them are, you know, three lines. Some of them are actually a sonnet in themselves. I'm not gonna read them all because I've got so far, in a month, I've got 57, 57 different poets, non-poets, actors, writers. No, people that's never written before in their life have uh, have put something in. The poem's called Joined Up Writing. I will put a link on afterwards uh, so you can read the poem and then message me if you want to uh, put a verse in. Please do, please do. I had three, three new people today, which is really good. This is joined up writing. And um, there's only one word in it that's from the northeast of Scotland, which you won't understand. Uh, it's called Rowies, and it basically is a morning roll, a speciality. Okay, joined up writing. It's times like these, if you please, that you know who your friends are. They don't have to call all. They need to do is be aware that you are there, and they are there too. I don't need more except perhaps some rowies delivered to my door. Door to door, the streets are still, with rainbows in windows, nobody wants to get ill. We no longer see faces, only masks and gloves, the rainbows and clapping are how we show love. 
I miss the hugs, my friend and all. We just keep swimming, embrace the new normal. Say goodbye to normality, whatever that even was. Expect the neighbor's curtains to twitch more than previously as they watch for excess trips to the shop. Expect supermarket delivery slots to evaporate like a puddle in the summer sun. But also, say hello to the blossoms and the pink snow they shed from the trees and the rainbows in the windows. Rainbows of Lego, rainbows of gold, kick Boris in the bollocks, leave him in the cold. If you see your mother walking two metres behind, tell her that you love her. Brandy will help her unwind. Unwind the film reel, load a new future. Not the one we were expecting. How can you predict a global riot of microscopic germs shaped like football studded with cloves? The world now consists of your house, your nearest streets, no escaping over the border, but grim new walls hem us in from an unseen enemy cackling at the chaos. Chaos rules, conformity guides us trapped in this hectic storm. Sails are collapsing, hull is cracking, we can't stay together long, long forgotten and long forgone, our freedoms of forefathers. Strive to reach a time and place when all this shit's behind us. Yet, for all of us, there are flashes of bright, some lightness stabbing through. Life is slower, a bit more care taken, gifts left at doors, outside have become precious. Talking to strangers two meters apart, technology used to unite. Some will ask, what if this changes us? Could be for the better, right? Could be for the better, right? Maybe we will slow down, appreciate small things, be kinder, softer, love harder. But is this really what it took? 30,000 gasping last breaths, a nation of grief-filled hearts, for us to be finally saved, be kind to each other. Discard the pointing fingers of blame. Let loving kindness carry us, heads above the waves of grief. Acute pain brings profound empathy and renewed need for community. We'll find solace in the empty spaces, carrying lost lives with us, encased in love and memories. Memories. Memories of what it's like to have an ordinary skin, an ordinary job, an ordinary life. Same street, same door. Same knock, breathe, same answer, same voice, same eyes. The difference, a mask. Mask, gloves, aprons, open door, step inside, wash hands. Even now, I still take crocodile skin over crocodile tears. What is ordinary? Reflect in this new ordinary. Surely this is but a game. The slowing of the hearse with no flowers, with no name. You see this face, this monster, we can't look him in the eyes. He robbed us of the human touch and stolen our goodbyes. Stolen our plans, ransacked our year, but the sun still shines undeterred by our pain. Comforting really, to embrace the unimportance as the wheels keep turning. Can't wait till I'm back on the stage. The roar of the grease paint, the smell of the crowd. Did I really just say that right out loud? It's true you miss nothing until it's gone. Sing every song like it'll be your last one. You'll never grow old if you don't have to rage. Can't wait till I'm back on the stage. We're at this stage 
I'm at this stage, grade seven plus, enveloped in a shield of apple blossom, lark sung, dust dry earth through which the barley strives. I watch across the valley as my distant neighbor stirred the craziness into what looks like fun. We're at this stage. We miss the human touch, embracing our humanity. Embracing our humanity is the bridge away from insanity. Calamity can be the breakup that shakes up the state us call. It gives us new stimulus to grow. We can grow seeds of good deeds and we can recognize the needs of all peoples and equals. Personally, I'm looking forward to a kinder future. When the future arrives on time each day, it comes in various packs. Most of us are settled, but the worst of us are tapped. If you're pinned to the floorboards, there's little you can do. Radio waves, they bombard you with. You have no trouble getting through. In the age of information and digital expression and Netflix transfixes you, Husby gasps just for a session. The brain is easily managed, helped by the Amazon arrival. There's few that drink the day of our realize we're gambling with survival. Is it the rain you're frightened of or the wind that blows your mind? Are clouds you think are shadowing your little sunny world? Is it a lighthouse in your heart you've been looking for? Are fields you think are opening your feelings to be heard? This is what those tumors were about, letting go of doubt and living, giving, every day a chance, every step I dance, this is what they were for, teaching me to wait, relaxing into fate and living. Every day passes, every heartbeat dances. Every day is similar. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? We're in quarantine time, slow. When will normal life resume and faster days and weeks melt together? God, I was busy before, but when else we ever help the world by staying still? Buddhist monks were saying it for years. It makes you think. Where is worth going to? What is worth more than your life? What is worth more than your sanity? I feel I'm is both, like many others, as we all tiredly carry on. Still, our children carry on growing, growing older, yet growing apart, hitting milestones with nobody knowing, breaking a proud parent's heart. By the time they next meet one another, how much of their lives will have passed? Moments they'll never recover, truly. They grow up too fast. May we all bear the brunt of this virus in every statistical sense. Our babies who tire us and inspire us have childhood and live in suspense. Moments flow as fast as concrete. Three weeks become six, become nine, become this new life is all I can remember. This new life is boring, so I found excitement in scrambled eggs. This new life is stationary. My feet are weighted down, my mind behind the bars, my mood through the door. My life is a phase. Life is a bowl of cherries, full of stalks and stones, blood red like Logan berries, but with broken bones. Amidst the juicy flesh of fruit rotting on the vine, withering from leaf down to root, grapes unfit for wine. With many bruises, black and blue were marked upon my skin, the pain in comparison to the marks left within. Yet planted firmly in the ground, I still spread my roots. Through life, though bitter I have found sweetness in the fruits. When handed lemons, most folk take sugar, and they try making lemonade. But I make lemon meringue pie. Thank you. 
That's 24 to the 57, and I think, yeah, thank you. Thanks for that, Finn. That was that was brilliant. I love I, love, I just love the concept. I think I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard work getting people to do it sometimes, but um, you don't feel like being a nag, which I can be. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's uh, people just want to do it. I literally have had people have said thanks for giving me this chance. They've written four lines, but that's been enough for them, you know. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I do. Yeah, but uh, please drop drop the link in the chat so everyone else can can have a go at it. Yeah, I will do, and I'll I'll do the rest next week. I'll carry on next week doing more. Yeah, more. yeah, please, definitely. All right, cheers. Cool. Um, so I think what we might do now is take a little break till nine o'clock, um, and then come back to the second half. Um, so I'm going to unmute everyone. Sounds I'm going to try good. to. I'll, uh, oh, can, I don't know at the minute. Can everyone, can people unmute themselves? Yeah, usually. beginning blew my mind that in the group poem that he was just reading the thing about the scrambled eggs like I found like I just I, there's so much in there I love uh, okay we're gonna listen to some music we'll be back here Mutiny Radio
from the closing of Rick and Morty's last finale thing. And boy, is that a good song. <laughs> Oof.
like the Silver Sun pickups, I have also been waiting for this moment. <laughs> Yay, it's COVID. No, I'm just kidding. Boo. But I am excited that all of my apocalypse fantasies are coming to fruition and that I can denature protein over heat. So I'm going to be okay. Don't worry about me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're going to be back here in two minutes with the poetry reading from people I'm excited to. Got some new poems, uh, and we'll be right back. Come on, cry me a river. You cry me a river. I cried a river over you. Yeah, Andy, that's fine. I just wanted to check them. I went downstairs, got a drink, and then put it down somewhere and didn't know where it was. because the world's on fire. <laughs> We're back with poetry reading from Glasgow, Scotland. Yay! Yay, we're back. Hey, you guys, we're back. I'm like trying to wave at the <laughs> There we go. Hey, we're back. Hey. Is Andy still downstairs getting something? <laughs> what happened? He's there. <laughs> he could well have been harassed by dogs, I believe. <laughs> city on fire! City on fire! Remember Sweeney Todd and that great. <laughs> the cities are on fire here in San Francisco. It, it's not. We're, things aren't on fire, actually. Things are calmer than you think. I almost feel like it was a show, like it's a. But I, I think it's real. I don't know what's real anymore. I'm just excited about poetry. <laughs> I, I, 
Write it down. <laughs> feelings, feelings are feeling. <laughs> uh, Flavius, not I haven't written any after books recently, but I have written stuff after um, uh, performances, really. Processing mm. events, definitely. Yeah. Mm. I like the part of Flavius's poem with the I, I am the baker and the and the dough. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I'm the baker, I'm the dough, I'm the carpenter, I'm the wood. Too busy riding trees. <laughs> That's like saying I'm too busy breathing to leave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're back here on mutinyradio.fm. Oh, he's saying, Pam, do you want to go? I got poems. I got poems go here with Jesus here in the... Uh, I've decided rather than um, pay attention to the real world that I'm just going to, you know... Uh, write stupid uh, be like just destroy myself for no reason uh, over nothing That how about that instead <laughs> of being like oh I know what I'll do but this was a great week because uh, oh am I muted unmute uh, there we go unmute this was a great week because like I'm kind of a witch I kind of do some witchy things like I you know have intention and spells and all that stuff and I'm like whoa witchcraft and Buddhism are polar opposites one like let things happen to me and I'm like I'm gonna make things happen uh, but that was good. Like I, anyways, poetry is like a weird new witchcraft too. Okay, so this is called uh, "What Should I Do with My Hands?" I'm an exceedingly nervous person. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, how quickly the lens can change, flip, and once what once once. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna start again. I'm so nervous. I'm sorry. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm sharing work. Ah ah. <laughs> Um, how quickly the lens can change, flip, and what once was big is revealed as insignificant, convex, concave. The curse has been lifted, and I can long for the once was never been of February's past, that lavender month with hints of teal, the off colors of aura. I never thought I'd meet the devil, but here we are at the doorstep to the end times, and the door is slightly open, just a crack, because you don't want to let me in. It's just a silly game. We're all dead and no one has to pay taxes. Who is afraid of the big bad Virginia, race wars and yoga poses? What can you sell me now? I bought it, the fun, the fearlessness, the farm. I'm letting them go. A tether without a balloon is just a string, limp, shrugged. How hard can it be to open a hand? Okay. Uh, I have feeling. Oh, she's shaking. I'm getting the handshake. That's nice. It's like, uh, this is called uh, boxes. Sift the memories. Index cards in a box. Your thigh flexing. An errant nipple the shape of your mouth laughing. I need new thoughts. 
but my fingers go back to the box. Just one more peek at the fantasy that seemed and smiled shiny wrapping when every day was my birthday and the cake and the Christmas and what happened to make believe. I can fly and heaven is real and there is something inside this box. Thought is real. Real is irreplaceable and written on every card an ancient recipe for disaster. Ah, this was all Monday morning. Ah! <laughs> okay. Um, I'll just do one more. Oh, no, I think I read this one last week, so never mind. Okay, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time, everybody. Yay! Two new poems. Thank you. Yay. Was I on mute that whole time? No, 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 I was good. Everyone else is on mute now. I can't hear anybody. Anyone? Bueller? Thanks, it says Twas Cool Pam. I uh, don't hear anybody else, though, on the thingy. Is everybody, is Andy back hosting? Oh, no. There he is. Hey! Oh, is that coming through? Yes, now it is. <laughs> now I hear you. Can you still hear me? Yes, oh yes, yes, yes. Right, sweet. Okay, so um, up next we're going to jump to Bailey. Um, I'm just saying I actually need to highlight the screen. And... There we go. There we go. There we go. Just wanted to say, absolutely loving the words this evening. It's great to be back. Um, uh, so yeah, so I'm just getting it up. Um, <coughs> um, yeah, with everything that's going on, um, the other night I wrote something out of stream of consciousness. I've got two pieces, um, and this one's called um, The Heartbreak Hustle. We talk about being locked in ourselves, being kept from life, but are we being the ones to be searched for knives? Identity, shame, and roam. We stay in our towers and we look down below. Isolation has always been. You can say we were once one, never routine. Attention is always what has been had. If we let go of ego and response, Johnny could have had a dad, a family, a life of his own. Instead we say black lives and here we go again. Again, the same intact. Look at your white sheets. And then, in the black, the red, the pouring blood. We have had our privileges, and they are in floods of tears. It, it's been so long, there have been movements, and still we're in none. Honey, it's not 1833. Black lives were liberated, and that was meant to be guaranteed. But now all we have are these tweeting tags. Alarm bells are ringing, and we use a hashtag. This ain't enough. This ain't cool. This is a bloodbath that is bubbling Luke to warm heat is rising here comes the game people who look for peace are always made slaves murdered dead at will martin luther king had to pay his bill rights fuck shame me now human hearts are broken and little troll dicks are cows saying now is not the time if time is not now when can we survive in this hell and how fuck a bleeding field corona is a major player freedom is appeal Shout out to those workers who keep us from illness. We are provided, but enough is enough. 
no skating on the ice of this shaky world. If that were me, I would be crying the very same words. Help me, help me. I can't breathe. Love is tender and love is relieved. What are the influencers doing in this state? They have a following. If you tell those who are eight, what is true, true in this world? Money is one thing, but life is the girth, the grit, the playing grind. You want to hear music? Take this to its finest tune. The blues, the 70s rock. Me being me ain't having no writer's block. Train Martin, George Floyd, the faces that were before. We have a mouth and they can't speak no more. We're not dead. We're all still alive, breathing, completing our day-to-day -day lives. Stop to think here and, here and now. Brothers are our nation, our nations devoted to movements to rise in esteem, elections, rejections, United States themes. Respect is needed more in two. We count our blessings. They fear of the who will be next. Could it be me? This is why we're fighting to get us off our knees. No pressures on the spine, no pressures in our scope dreamers can be dreamers and believers can have hope america started to become full again obama the liver trump of the center terminal forces why now all a black man wants to do is ride his bike run and shower right that's it now we only stay in the hood you judge their way of living but you force their living goods they don't want to leave what is close to home you strike opportunity down like building another rich home the cycle of shit must be stopped. I'm sick of people sucking all of these cocks, watching this, nobody that. If that was me in that situation, I would be the same on my back. Help, help, that is all we need. Open your eyes and see the inevitability. Time, stop. No more now. If I can say this, why aren't the blacks allowed? We are all equal in our rights. If being good will get us open your heart it's time to recalibrate and make a new start i really hope 20 years from now there won't be this conversation again because we laid it all out influencers celebrities please 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 use your power and provide those with possibilities of change to let those earn a wage let the dreamer be the next obama turning the page Education family is all we need. Imagine if the innocent lives we lost could tell the officer, Google me, please. Now, all of this is a crazy concern. What will it take for us to live and to learn? The heartbreak hustle is a living game. Strip back, live back, no more pain, no more gain, no more fame, no more complaints, sustain the life we also crave. We want a sense of economic boom. Give the people what they want, equal rights and food. Chew that up, the cherry berry pie. This has been Drink the Ink saying, don't take the nose down. Um, so, yeah, that was that was my stream of consciousness um, that I did. Um, uh, yeah, um, that was kind of, that was kind of like just everything that's going on with the news at the moment, I kind of just went, I just, I, I can't tolerate it. And <laughs> I kind of, most of my stuff is kind of just um, rewritten and I save it and yeah. So I hope you like, and the, the next one is um, uh, Three Corners. It's, it's a lot shorter. Um, <laughs> it's nothing to do with this. Um, so in life, you can't just exist. You can't be the boat that will hit and miss. Confidence, aspiration, mind and work. Simply come together when we are put first. Life is never ending. It is but a mere dream. If we come together, then we can feed on thoughts, the thoughts we once knew. 
coming together and practicing skill set is only what the few do to sustain in life. If you want progression, you must take flight, soaring, soaring, soaring into the sky, never asking questions and never knowing why. Be that little boy. Be that little child. Be that little girl who didn't have possibilities. The world is your oyster. That is something you know. But did anyone ever tell you where to go? Navigation, satellites, pick-me-ups and streams got me thinking as we as people try to find our means, our own means, relying on this object of luck. Luck has three corners and if you don't move, you'll end up stuck. Luck, luck is a period of two. Make three wishes and, you, and then you can't prove the chances, the chances you have. If you keep relying on the genie, you'll, you'll never get that lap. Reality, reality, everything is true. If you want to meet them three corners, begin with what's new now. Year and again, people will start blessing if you act when you were 10, dreaming, dreaming, dreaming away, having no pressures and letting thoughts restart again and again and again. Reboot that system. That system. If you only stuck to three corners, you'd be that Montague battling those partners, there, battling self, thinking of, of what's wrong and right, never looking at health, living, breathing and true. If you want success, start. With you. Thank you. Mandy, are you could go next.
tell her you know this world can be shitty, but no one got through it by just being pretty and tell her you know she can change the world. But don't just tell her she's a pretty girl. Okay, thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you very much. Ah, cheers, Pam. Okay, so... <laughs> this is another one about um, appearances um, of what I guess people think that we should look like. It's called... I don't know if everyone knows um, a TV presenter called Eamon Holmes. I don't know if um, maybe Pam won't know who Eamon Holmes is. <laughs> anyway, strangely enough, um, this is a poem that was inspired by Eamon Holmes. <laughs> who, who would have thought? It's called Hair Today. Hair, oh, sorry. Um, right, here we go. Here today, not gone tomorrow, it's here to stay, but how bizarre though that some folk find it diabolical, the au natural of female follicles. While men sport the bun and ponytail with giant beards like hairy veils and monobrows, that extra treat with nostril hairs that you could pleat. Why is it seen as all the rave that women must cut and pluck and shave? Dare I even mention this fact that some may hear or say we should use IMAC? Oh, why can women have lush long lashes, but we're not allowed to grow moustaches? <laughs> why should the hair on our heads be so worth it, but anything below the neck disgusts us? Or, but it's here to stay, so get used to it, our pricky legs and our fuzzy pits, and all our other lady bits. Be gone, Juliet. let's bend those bits. We will not wax, we will not shear, and if our armpits cause you fear, we have to say you're out of luck because us hairy heroines, we don't give a fuck. No, society, <laughs> you will not make us strip our bodies with your razors. We're not delicate, we're not porcelain, and you can't tell us how to wear our skin. Thank you. <laughs> yay! Feminism, yay! <laughs> Can I do one more, please, Andy? Yeah, okay, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, right, okay, so this is, um, doesn't need any explanation. It's called, it's called Barbie. Barbie's not a princess. Barbie's not a nurse. She's not a prize-winning jumper on a prize-winning horse. Barbie's not a popular teen. Her life is not fantastic. She's a $30 dummy. Barbie's made of plastic. Barbie doesn't breathe. Barbie doesn't think. She doesn't feel. She doesn't see. She doesn't even blink. In conversation, Barbie is so unenthusiastic. She sits on a shelf all by herself, head to toe in plastic. Barbie doesn't eat. So Barbie doesn't shit. And Barbie has no nipple on her manufactured tit. Ken has no penis. Barbie has no clit. And it's a false economy to sell this to our kids. If I had a daughter, this is how we'd get our fun. We'd go out Barbie hunting with our Nerf and BB guns. The killing of a concept is equally dramatic. Our little girls aren't little toys. And they're not made out of plastic. 
Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mandy. I love that. I love that last one. Um, right. So, up next we have Kelly. Yep, you're good. Oh, no, can't hear you. Um... Can you hear me now? Yes. Hello. Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you all. Um, so I'm quite new to writing poetry, and I've recently set up uh, like my own little poetry project called Divine Lines, um, where I've been creating like my own little um, collages to go alongside my poetry. So that's keeping Whoa. me busy in quarantine. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to read a couple of those to you. Um, so the first one is called um, There's Been Times, and it's sort of about um, how I've been feeling during quarantine. There's been times when I felt grateful for the time I claim to never have, for all the friends and family who have brought me joy and lots of laughs. There's been times when I felt confusion, uncertainty and concern, yearning for some answers I know I won't get until life returns to some state of normality, if that's what we can call it. But a new normality we'll have to adjust to and get through bit by bit. There's been times when I've lodged in my own head for too long, drinking and sinking into the trap of overthinking. There's been times when I feel like I'm being submerged underwater, like I'm being held down and pushed under, screaming to be set free, although no noise is sounded. Nobody can hear me. But there will be a day when I can step outside and be free. I'll be able to step away from my virtual life on my screen, free to do as I please, give a hug to my loved ones and friends, and feel cleansed by the freshness of the air I breathe in. Human contact has never been more precious. From here on in, instead of allowing myself to get sucked into the black holes of my brain, I'll search for the glitter in life. I'll be less bitter. Know that things could always be shitter, yet allow myself to feel my feelings without littering them so they're surrounding me and making me feel overwhelmed. I'll be more grateful, less hateful, less wasteful of my time, and just strive for the things I know I'm capable of without being defined by others, but by just knowing that I'm enough. You're enough, we're enough. Together, we are stronger, we're more powerful. And by supporting each other, we can shower positivity, love, kindness, and compassion all over the world. The way we're living right now has been changed, but let's not, but let's keep the connections we've made. Let's spread the joy and keep the faith and pray for everyone here that we'll continue to stay safe. That's my first one. <laughs> um, the next one um, is called Dead Flowers. They were once filled with so much colour, a bright blooming bunch of primroses. Their image bringing smiles to people's faces, their scent bringing joy to people's noses. Now they sit disheveled, 
melancholically drooping from their pot. The romantic gesture that once was now forgotten and left on the windowsill to rot. A petal falls on the side from its flower, separating it from what makes it feel alive. But the petal is captured and pressed, its beauty and growth frozen in time. Sometimes in life, we may feel like a dead flower, unable to present ourselves how people expect. But remember the beauty that a dead flower holds, although fragile, still worth self-respect. And my final one is called, if I find it. <laughs> um, uh, so my final one's called Bestseller. I was once a brand new book on a shelf with fresh smelling pages like the others, bound together, unable to be read, longing for a chance to be uncovered. But now this book's been opened up, my binding unraveled, my spine cracked. You filled my pages with the affection I lacked, accidentally ripping them but putting them back together, taking me out and protected me in snow and stormy weather folded my corners to take a break, but promise me you'll always come back. Scribbled notes between my lines to ensure we both keep on track. Sometimes you've even soaked me with several coffee spills, yet still chosen me and held me tight when wandering up the hills. My words you'll treasure forever. My presence will always be there. Together we'll stay through thick and thin. Our feelings will always be shared. I know you'll never get bored of me and put me back on the shelf because I'll always be your bestseller in sickness and in health. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Um, just out of curiosity, how did you find out about this? Um, I did a workshop with Imogen Sterling on um, uh, spoken word and Erin was there, and she mentioned right. it. <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, thank you for coming. No, thank you, Carvin. I really enjoyed that. Um, thank you. So I'm going to be self-indulgent now and, and do a couple of forms myself. Um, and then we've got two more people lined up, and then we'll just open it up for anyone who wants to go. Cool. Um, hi. Can everyone hear me okay, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Right. Um, sweet. So um, I've got a couple of new ones this week. Um, they're all like first drafts, and they're all like sort of along a similar line. Um, right. This first one. Two seconds. Uh, this first one's called "The Place I Called Home." Chipped paint, carpets stained, toilet unwilling to flush, extractor fan has lost its lungs, stairs groan at the thought of bearing our weight. Doors refuse to close, windows refuse to open. Everything here has given up. Did we teach or simply learn? Thanks. So this next one is called First Foot. 
and it, it's very similar to that one. Um, yeah, I'll just read it. Four months since I last crossed this threshold of brick and mortar, bought with the sweat of a much younger version of myself. One still full of hope, of strength, grit, and sheer force of will. It's been so long since I was last here that I'm not quite sure which key unlocks the front door or quite how I feel after turning it. I press down on the handle, the door groans a familiar groan as my eyes move up from the floor, aware but unmoved by the new shade of carpet I'm about to set foot on. Kitchen cupboards have been repainted. There is a new splashback behind the hobs in a new wooden chair over by the corner sofa that I bought and paid for. This house is alien to me, no longer a home, though that description was never quite fitting when I did reside there. Dishes are piled up, empty yogurt pots, half-drank cups of coffee, crisp packets and rotting fruit. In this moment, I am so painfully aware that nothing, in fact, has changed. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to do one more, and then we'll move on. Um, yeah, um, this one's a bit different for me. Um, it's called Taken for Granted. I think I, I wrote it two days ago or something. Today, the sun shone. Brighter than it was supposed to, the skies were bluer than I had seen for many months. And there was a heat in the breeze that is usually reserved for much more glamorous places that lie far beyond the shores of northeast England. So I drove myself to the beach, played music loudly from my car with the windows down, parked up safely somewhere by the coast. I carried my belongings in a backpack, walked freely among the sand, took photos of birds and rocks and crashing waves, and then I simply went home. I did all of this without fear, and that is privilege. Thanks. Um, so I'm going to move on to Christine. Let's go to Christine. Can you hear me now? Yep. Okay. Uh, very mixed bunch this week. Um, the first one's called Fannies. <laughs> Fannies are beautiful. Fannies are clean. They smile at you when they are seen. Yet, why in the past, when women had babies, did they have to be churched after giving birth? That beautiful act of creation that only women can do. So why the names of female genitalia not uttered or subverted or used to insult? And why do some young girls get hurt and cut? Their organs of pleasure devastated and removed, but even though fannies have little cause to do so, they still smile at you when pants are removed. Now, in our time and place, it may not be so physically cruel, but we still sell feminine deodorant as if fannies are unclean. But if Fanny does not need an artificial odour to smell nice or to be pristine, it's all hype and high-pressure sales. The Fanny smiles because it's already better than nice. 
that's this functional bloody organ of delight, a joy giver to be praised, not abused. No need to shave or pluck it, tattooed or otherwise muck about with it. It makes me shudder to pander to others when fannies are only seen as pawn or as obscene, only there to be manhandled and abused. So let's take control of our body's mind and soul and celebrate this asset between our legs as a sisterhood of fanny owners, an intimate club only women can join and daub on walls and shout in halls. We love our fannies. That's the first one. <laughs> Second one, completely different. Uh, it's called uh, Dickens Bleak House. Dickens Bleak House is still here today. In sink estates with no room for kids to play. In immigrant homes with no financial aid and in those of the unwaged. An uncaring government with some of its members undoubtedly bent implement laws cruel and unjust that no one can trust. Now, understanding of how poverty wears you down, so your brow wears a perpetual frown, unaware of having no food as they follow their number one dude, ensconced in number 10, who only intends to look after number one, and perhaps a few friends. Now, a pandemic has hit, and he's right in the shit. His government can't lead, as even the public can now see. It's time for a change to ensure life's changes are rearranged to allow all a life which contains fairness, not strife. But memories are short. When this is all over, will we be caught in the trap of forgetting, repeating and letting them get away with privilege as they continue to pillage and subjugate the poor, ensuring their lures back into complacently? Blind to the fact there's no place of safety. For those at the bottom of the pile, life remains a hopeless trial of struggle and failure, short life and travail. Will it ever end this hopelessness, this trend, this murder by degree that those who have don't see? It'll only change when those at the top will pause, think and stop. And for once we'll enact laws that retract bias and injustice so we're no longer disgusted at ourselves and others. If only we can treat everyone as brothers. That's the second one. The um, next one is called Tomorrow. I search the sky to see the light of day. I listen for the birds to stir and wake. I raise my unsleeping head from off my pillow to view the ticking clock with hands that turn so slow as if time is fearful to go into the morrow. How can it leave this day behind? If it moves on, all will change. I dare not look at the other side of the bed to see where once you lay. I can't believe you're not there. You left me just brief hours ago. They came and took your body away, leaving me behind like a spare, unwanted, unneeded, unnecessary, and all alone. 
only to while away the hours that stretch into the morrow with each day following on and on, empty of your presence as you are gone, gone, gone. That's the third one. We got time for another one? Uh, again, completely different. Uh, it's called the Hermitage. I feel the pull of a silent cry calling me from across the riverbed. There, a long forgotten cave lies hidden from unseeing eyes. Once a hermitage filled with heartfelt prayer, now dark and empty with no one there. But still the godly spirit resides and calls to me from the other side. The very earth that lines the floor speaks of what gone before. The abandoned ledge upon the wall echoes with the silent call waiting to be filled with icon bright to shine up through the long dark night. It's there the longing pulls at me my feet it is it wants to see an imprint of each toe and soul to once again make it feel whole. To feel my knees bed on in the earth as my silent prayer underlines its worth. To once again a place of worship be fulfilled by the presence of me. To be the holy hermit there, to continue in silent prayer and feel a religious ecstasy. To intercede with God above and fill our conversation with love. And send our prayers to save the world, to let our worries all unfurl. So God can make right everything and we, like angels, grow our wings as we climb the highest stair to meet with God in heaven's shining uh, thank you. Thank you, Christine. I'm glad you could make it. Thank you. Nice too. So, lastly, we have Beth Hartley. Hello, Beth. Hello. Hi. Hi. Just checking things are doing what they're supposed to because my power's doing some weird things. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with this. I have not read uh, two of what the things I'm reading tonight. I haven't read anywhere, but it strikes me that I should read this one before I read the last one. When I say I pray, I mean you become part of why my heart is heavier. I am carrying you as close to my soul as I know how. When I say I pray, I mean that when in my mind's eye I am prostrate before all I believe to have mercy, you are between me and that. When I say I pray, I mean you are the words on my breath in the silence of my church and the quiet of my work, and every time my foot hits the floor. When I say I pray, 
It is not because I am worthy, but because I must. Because love is what comes freely, and this is what love is with me. Um, I, I, it looks like we're going to lose our holiday this year, both of them, actually. Um, so I thought I would read you my, my holiday poetry from two years ago. <laughs> um, so the first one is written uh, across uh, about the view across the Berry Inlet. My in-laws live uh, in South Wales in a place called Berryport. And every year, by the time we go on holiday, we are, I know, we are, I am so ready to just sit on the, the like, on the harbour wall and eat chips. <laughs> and last year, we broke down on the way there. We were just like, oh, I just want to see the sea. So this is called Crusoe Comrie, which means welcome to Wales. Fish supper, mackerel skies, out along the inlet lies a dragon. Snaked into the sea, slain and falling head in waves, warning off the passing ships that watch the shoals and see the flames extinguish. Hills like the worm's back, scoured dry moorland on the ridge, valleys green on top but black below. Deep operations left their mark on earth and man, where the descent let slip into another language fierce and proud. Land speed sands, the rumble of aeronautic thunder flying low over dunes and bays, where poets perch above the water and dragons are slain by sword and pen. Now the hoarder lies sleeping, a chain of scaled backs and wings laid silent to form an ancient nation that speaks in two tongues and sings in harmonies that grace the place but with enough wind, we'll rise. Uh, this next one is what you write on the M5. When you've been half asleep and you look up and screaming past you up the hard shoulder on one direction is the bomb squad. And coming past you in the opposite direction on the back of a flatbed truck are six swan pedalos. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> oh, this is called Hillsong. I came to you at 20, and my life had already been surrounded by hills, and you became my daily view. In every window I looked floor, for, through, and every floor I climbed, and so I fell in love with your signature against the sky with you hooded by rain, with your rise and fall. You became my finest view anywhere. The river running to meet you, the way you caught storms and bowled them back down till they bounced off my walls and woke me from dreams. When I left, I came somewhere where hills are a mystery and the land lies flat in such a way that man has sliced it. So I bought you on film and still see you every day at the head of the stairs. You're great and you're little, your view of three counties, your sight from the catch and the cut of your white. 
now when I pass you, I'm going beyond, but you still feel like home and you still spear my heart. And if you want to know where I'm talking about, please go and search for um, a view of the Malvern Hills from the Ketch at Kemsey. It's just my, the, oh, it's just, it's the view of home. It was, uh, we lived in Worcester for a really long time before we moved over to Cambridgeshire. And it's just really flat here and I miss hills a lot. Right, I just need to, I have to put my specs back on. So I've got to read off my phone this last one. Um, this is absolutely, I know, isn't it? I miss them. It's a really odd thing to move from a, from a lumpy landscape to an almost entirely flat one. So I still find that really strange. Um, this one is literally hot off the press. I wrote it yesterday. It's my right club exercise for the week. It's not quite on theme. It's called Kneel. Bidden, I kneel, taking my position of submission, raise my arms, lower my head. Pray. Feel the pressure in my skin, whispering breath on my chest. Pray. Kneeling because I choose to make myself open, ask for mercy. Protesting, he kneels, makes his position loud in the silence of knee on turf are the echoes of years, the voices of generations dismissed, the pressure of shackles. Kneeling because sometimes action requires stop. Restraining, he kneels, his position as a loaded gun. I do not like this way you pray, kneeling on another, that you cannot hear his cries. How can you say you didn't for resonance, however fading, echoes in bone, and now in mine. My knees vibrate with cries for mercy. The breath on my chest is ragged. This position of submission was meant as a choice and not a weapon. Standing, he will never kneel. His position, never submission, holding court in denigration of the word in which he hides tear gas and rubber bullets. He doesn't care what land is holy barely sees himself pray take your knee off my brother let the other take the knee let us remember that mercy is a place of equal for all to take a breath pray Crap, that was good. Damn. Thank you. Ow. Ow. Thank you, Beth. That was incredible. It sounds better than I 
thought in my head. I can't always hear it until I read it. Thank you. I mean, it's funny you say that because you sent that to me and (laughs) I read it and when I read it, it was fucking good. (laughs) But when you read it there, it was something else completely. That was that was brilliant. I need I think I'm still not sure about that double. So if anybody's got any like I'm I'm open. The bit that's bothering me because it's clunky is take your knee off my brother, let another take the knee is not quite right. It's not I I'm yeah, I'm still mucking about with that bit. <laughs> If anybody's got like, no, it's fine, or yes, do something else with it, I'm happy to hear that right now. Take out the word another. Read it without the word another. Take your knee off my brother, and then what's after that, if you take out the word another? It says let let, let another. What if you... I can't... Huh? If you take the word another out, what does it sound like? It says let take the knee. That's like oh, that's, oh, okay, right, 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 let's take the knee. <laughs> There's got to be, but the I think it's the double, it's the double embedded rhyme thing that's bothering you. Brother and another, it's too close. It's almost like precious, you know? I think that's what Yeah. it's it's like. I don't know. I still need to, I need to work on that one. But that's the only bit of it's come out better. I've broken it up a bit and it's a bit more, it sits a bit better. I thought it was brilliant. Great. Thank you. So we're gonna um, yeah. we're gonna open it up now, and I do believe that Finn needs to leave at ten. So <laughs> we're gonna put Finn on again. Alright. Yep. Okay. You hear me? Yep. Yeah. I've got a couple of light-hearted ones. One I wrote um, sometime last year, maybe about a year ago, and one, I have no idea when I wrote it. I think I wrote my first poem way back from where she was born in the early 70s. And I think this one comes from about the 80s or 90s, so it's maybe that, that bad. Not this one, the second one. The first one is actually, um, yeah, as I wrote, it's last October. It's called, uh, and I usually walk about the stage in this one, so I find it hard to keep still in the seat tonight. All right. Um, it's called 68. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm working on the theory that there's a conspiracy going on here. It's an absolute vicious cycle, a piskeen bike. You're born, you live, you die. Although some people don't live, they don't want to. And once they reach a certain age, they stop. Like my grandfather's clock, never to go again. They cry, I'm too old. It's just a number. And my number's 67. There's bits that work, there's bits that's fucked, and bits I carry on with by more than luck. My brain still works, although I repeat myself. My brain still works, although I repeat myself. Sometimes I am, what's the word? I, I, yes, forget, how absurd. You may call me old, but I won't hold that against you. I can't hold that against you. As I said, there's bits that's fucked. My number's 67. My next is 68. My back isn't great. 69 that worries me. Thank you. 
the, the next one before I go, I'm clock watching here. I've got the phone on the other side waiting to go live somewhere else. So this one's called The Age of Innocence. It's quite old. I used to think that girls were different from boys only by the toys they played with. I used to think that girls couldn't pee up the wall because they weren't tall. I used to think that the monthly cycle was really a long bike ride. You could sneeze if you like, but we all went through the age of innocence. I used to think that all men were equal and the sequel to life is heaven. I used to believe in the power of voting because of all the things they were quoting. I used to think that Russians were really colored red. And you can tap your head, but we all suffered from the age of innocence. I used to believe in the letter of the law until I saw its flaws come shining through. I used to think that war was just a device for killing those that weren't nice. I used to think that love power was the winning path. And if I like me, you can laugh. But we all have known the age of innocence. Thank you. <laughs> and good night. Thanks, Ben. Right, cheers. See you next week, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll do. Bye. See you later. Hey, uh, Andy, we only have a couple seconds oh. left here on the podcast. Do you want to tell people about how to get your book that's coming out? What's going on with your? Uh, oh, um, is, is that a secret? Was I? Did I? Did I just dry snitch on you? No, no, I'm. Um, no, no, I'm. Uh, I'm still waiting to hear back. Um, I sent it off last week, and uh, it's. Yeah, hope, hopefully by the end of this week, I'll have a bit more information about it, and then. Sweet. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this again. Uh, I'm going to unplug the radio because uh, I have some other calls coming in for the next show. But this has been amazing, just like every week. It's just, I so look forward to this, and it helps me have a prompt to write because I feel like there's an audience of people who care, and I love all of your work. Yeah. And, the I mean, every week my mind is blown. So thank you for being here on MutinyRadio.fm, and um, I'll see you all next week. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Stay safe. Well, that was an incredibly successful Zoom poetry reading with Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, thanks to Aaron Gannon and Andy Talbot for putting that together and all the people that read uh, and for letting me read. I really do like having an opportunity to read poetry again. It used to be a very important part of my life and my artistic process, and it is again. So yay. <laughs> uh, coming up next at 2 o'clock, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, calling in for Some Call Me Tim or AltaCast Part 2 now. I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here at MutinyRadio.fm. I do know that you should give us money on our Venmo account at Mutiny Radio or click the donate button on our website. But thank you so much for listening. And uh, don't, don't gather. But on Fridays at 7 o'clock, we do have a really great outdoor comedy show that I hope you listen to live uh, for just for the neighbors and they all social distance in the street and then we do jokes for them yay yay all right thanks again bye
hat. Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> burger mutiny radio thinks you'll find the best burger in san francisco at counteroffer located inside bender's bar and grill counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face tater tots are served daily on tuesday nights counteroffer serves specials off the taco bell menu only better you can enjoy your favorite taco bell item without the guilt counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served to... during the some call me tip time. That's weird. I am expecting a call from Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. I need some truth, yo! 